This episode is brought to you by Suluo Otomalatai and Audrey Alo. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support for this podcast. We appreciate y'all. What are we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. The culture. Would you rather have a faithful partner with no connection or a connection with an unfaithful partner? How's I, I don't even know how that's like possible. <laughs> how do you have a faithful partner with no connection? Can you repeat that? So would you rather we'll, we'll elaborate. But okay. just, repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat. Would you rather have a faithful partner with no connection or a connection with an unfaithful partner? So with that, you have to just answer it how you interpret it. Exactly. No. We're not going to define it for you. Mm -hmm. You have to define it for yourself. Just however you understand it. I got it, yeah. I don't know. It's confusing because, like, why would the person even be faithful if there's no connection? They don't feel entitled to you. Like, they're like, you know what? I really like this person. I wouldn't do them that way. But if you have no connection... But... Wait, wait, wait. I lost it again. Like, if you have a connection with someone, but that person is... Uh, unfaithful. Unfaithful. Yeah. unfaithful, unfaithful, right? Like yeah, that. That happens all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. You know what? That's a relationship, but like it, that, that. That's basically like friend with benefits. Mm-hmm. Nah. Connection, but they're well, see, unfaithful. Well, but this is why you have to answer uh, you made how the you agreement right. to be monogamous. Um, shit. You can do it, Jerry. You got it. That one fucking knocked me <laughs> last. Uh, do you need a minute? I do that. That okay. kind of. Oh, yes, that, I got side blinded by that. That's okay, the whole we'll, point. It's hard. It's we'll hard go to Chauncey. So, um, either or, but you can't rule them out or up them out or anything, right? So, I would pick the first one. The um, faithful partner I'd with no connection, have, right? I'd rather have someone who's faithful with me mm. um, than to be cheating on me. I mean, I've done that route. I had that um, in the past, and it's just not cool. Even though, you know, um, of course, I want a connection, but at least you can be a best friend with someone. I mean, a friend would not, there might not be any benefit or anything, but you can be cool and know that they're there for you. The other one is like just, they're not there for you, obviously, because they're busy screwing other people, you know? So emotionally, it's devastating for me, so I wouldn't go for the second round. Mm. You know, actually, that the the first one, it, I would like similar to what she said, but it reminds me of like, because that that actually happens. There's there's, I don't know if I'm, many people out there that there's you know in like the uh, East, Middle East, whatever. They marry people. They arrange marriages, arrange, right? Yeah, I was and thinking about that too. Yeah, so that yeah, I I would rather have that because you've got a dutiful wife, and she's loyal. She doesn't. She doesn't know you from a grain of salt. She was told she had to marry you at, even though they, they married a younger age out there at 14. Or she's not beautiful. Yeah. And, but you know what? It's an arranged marriage, but they're, they're, they're very dutiful, for lack of a better term. I don't even know if that's a word, but they're very, you know. Committed. Committed, yes. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I would yeah, definitely. Duty sounds different. Yeah, they 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 Do follow their duty, duties and responsibilities. But yeah, um, I, I definitely no connection. At least I, even there's no connection, I still know that this person has my back. Like, yeah. Like, mm. 
they're reliable. No connection, but still reliable. It's still a good peace of mind. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's better than the opposite. I would choose the first one, too. The first one? Because you could always build, somehow build a connection through different channels, right? It doesn't have mm. to be just that one channel. Um, and loyalty means a lot to me versus mm. uh, disloyalty. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would choose the first one. Choose what, the first one. What about mm-hmm. you, Pani? Um, Yeah, I... Th- I think it's really, you know, after asking this question and hearing you guys answer it, like, I realized that, you know, like, we all have our own different definition of connection, you know, because Mm -hmm. there's, like, emotional connection or sexual connection or, like, financial connection. There's just so many ways we can answer connection. So, but, yeah. But, see, sexual attraction or sexual connection is important, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, the... the second end of that question is like, makes me think, yeah, maybe the sex could be good, the connection is good, but they're unfaithful, and it's like, then you're going to be all fucked up yeah. mentally. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and you see a lot of that just happening Yeah. all the time. I mean, that's that goes yeah. way back. You know? But also, exactly. that also depends on the individual, if they're cool with that, because they do, they do that, that themselves. Part. If they right. both are doing that, they have open relationships and they don't care. Yeah, you know? see, that's, that's So that works for them. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with this. Right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. But I would folks definitely. Folks in open relationships, like, I give it to them because I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't know how you do that. I know. That, that could be a question for later. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah, I think we all pretty much have the same answer. Look at us wanting mm-hmm. this loyalty, faithful, mm-hmm. but mean, no connection. Like, I don't know. I haven't fully. That's a, that's a, no. I'm big on connection. So it's like, for me, it's like, I kind of, I really, I'm like borderline right in the middle because like, it's like, I, I can do without connection, but then I can't, because like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So but it's, see, it's that, really that's why that's a hard ass question. Yeah. It's like, do you want something that is faithful and loyal, but like, you just can't stand that person? Like y'all don't vibe. I know. I, I also or be with somebody that you vibe with, see. but but then you can't ever like have that with them. This it brings to mind. I also wonder. That is the that if there's. No connection, would there be more or less arguments? Mm, You know what? That was what I was pressing to. That's That's, the question. It's like, if there's an argument, oh, forget it. Because, you know, when there's a connection, there's more jealousy will come into play and stuff. But at the same time, if you really aren't connected to them, like, even if they're not doing anything, if you're not connected to them, like, whatever. You're like, go, find somebody. I don't care. On the (laughs) other hand, uh, with with the connection is there's some understanding of where they're coming from. You're more compassionate. Yeah. But then they might be opposite. So I'm curious about that, too. Yeah. It, yeah, I agree with you. It's like connection is everything. So I don't know. But then it would be so difficult to have connection and then to deal with the emotional abuse of uh, an unfaithful partner. You know, right, it's right. like, it's easy to disconnect with knowing that. So I don't know how that can <laughs> exist, like <laughs> having um, connection with an unfaithful partner. But I know it does exist. That's sad I to mean, say. it's just fucked up when you have to choose two of the, or one of the lesser evils. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did, you, did you have a, did you have a would you rather? Okay. Um, 
I got to gonna pa- the, We're going to yeah. have a second one. Pa- <laughs> pass the would you rather. Okay. Um, I would say would you rather. This is if I don't know how you guys. So would you rather have your ex exes hang out in the house for a week? And, and get to talk about you and that's compare a, notes and whatnot. That's a TV show, right? <laughs> or some uh, Big Brother? <laughs> or what? No. Or or would you rather starve for a week? I'm sorry, that was like a quick like a quick panic. Starve. <laughs> <laughs> or starve. Starve or have all your exes in one one place. You'll go on like a hunger strike to avoid it for a week. <laughs> what? <the> <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what? You just did you just rush this one? I mean, you, I didn't, you didn't have to come up with a would you rather. We just gave it to you because we thought. I just want to hear the answers. Okay. <laughs> How much time do you have? What a, what is what does an X mean? <laughs> well, Jerry said X's, saying, all your saying. X's in one place. I know, but what does For an X week. mean? Right. What's your definition of? Because well, you could fuck people and they're not your. Exes. Anyone you've had a a. a Connection with relationship. Oh. Let's literally oh. all that, all the above. All of that. <laughs> okay. Even with oh, one night. Let me let me add on to that. Not just your exes, but if you're in a current, she's in there too, or he's in there, he or she is in there too. Hmm. Are they? Yeah. Are they? <laughs> Let's um, just say that. Or them. Or them. Yes. Oh, damn. I, I could I, I could start for a week. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a lot to last on. <laughs> Might do me some good. I must be bad for you. Uh, nah, I just you know that doesn't. Mm, that sound, it sounds messy, huh? Exes and your your Wait, prior can, can, relationship. Can I adjust this, the the? Go or? ahead. Uh, let me oh, adjust okay. the or you have to confess the truth of everything to each and every one of them to avoid it. What do you mean? Like any secrets, anything you've done, or like. And tell them all your history yourself with your exes. Oh. Like how far? Okay, so would you rather have them all in the, the house, house and let them talk about themselves, or, or would you rather you reveal everything house. yourself? Put yourself on the hot seat, and there's no hiding anything. I mean, we're we're flipping over. No stir, stone is unturned. And you're, okay. in, and you're in the house. You got to talk about all the yes, man. I went through her phone, this and that. You know, I was. I may have put hands on her, or you know, stuff like some dark stuff. You got to tell your current and, and all of them. Yourself. I think it's gonna be over between you and me if that's the case. But I'm saying, would you rather have them discuss it themselves, or would you rather come forward and be like, "Look, this is what happened." Okay, I get. I understand your question now. I would. They could chill up in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. They could chill. I would. I would rather come clean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the short term, come clean. I mean, why always gotta bring up old shit? I mean, it's over. (laughs) <laughs> Baby girl. <laughs> what about you, Shanti? Yeah, I'll be authentic. You know, just I have nothing to hide. If they mm. don't want me, they don't want me. And, you know, thank you next. <laughs> you hate that. Well, you answer your own question, Jerry. Well, me, I, 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 I'd rather just get it out the way. And if you can't, because it's in the past. And look, people have a tendency. Some people say people never change, but there's always possibility that, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. I mean, because we can always make excuses look like I was this way because they were this way. You don't really know them. However, if they did get in the house for a week and uh-huh. they discussed that, they would get, deal with each other and understand yeah. why, for example, uh, I was such an asshole to, the, to that individual because, you know, oh my God, this person's a raging alcoholic. 
Jerry, I feel like there's something in your spirit right now. <laughs> no, like, this, Jerry, this question... I feel like you're low-key confessing to <laughs> <laughs> You set yourself up, bro. Let me stop you right here, baby. Right. My, name is Mr. Hey, my name is Mr. This is a Anonymous. podcast, not a therapy <laughs> session. Like... No, but I'm just saying, like, like, you know, on the other hand, they would see, but no, it's better to to actually understand because you can put your side out there. Yeah. But... That would be interesting. That would. Oh, Lord, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, real, real, real quick. I was trying to figure out who the hell you remind me of. I was like, this dude looks like somebody. You remind me of, um, what's his name? Keegan Michael K from K and Peele. You talking about the, that's the, the, he used to be with, uh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. K and Peele. Peele's the bald one, right? Yeah. So no, no, no. Peel is uh, Jordan Peel. K is the ball one. <laughs> Let me see. Just kind of. Just kind of. Oh. I'll show you. We'll show you. Which one? The oh, one my on gosh. The right or the left? Yes. The ball headed one. Oh. Yeah, he was on. Is he on like Mad TV or something? Yeah, he yeah. used to be on Mad TV That's back in so the day. That's so funny. I was like, damn, this fool look like somebody. <laughs> and then he was asking a question. His eyes all open. And it all just. <laughs> That's exactly him. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Welcome to For the Cultures Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bex Bumble. What it do, Kaipo? It's your host, D-Boy. And we have some awesome guests in the studio with us today. But first, we want to say happy Monday and happy Pride Month. So, uh, yeah. I, I keep, keep forgetting mm. that we... Pride Month, you know, but know, it's like it's next weekend. I'm constantly reminded SF on Pride, social social media. Oh yeah, SF Pride. SF Pride this coming weekend. Yeah. So and also we have some amazing guests in in the studio with us. We have Chauncey and Jerry. Chauncey, please please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Chauncey. I am a uh, chiropractor in San Jose. Yes. I am a recent trans female. Yeah. And um, I'm here. I'm excited. I can't wait to share by myself or whatever question you have of me. It's a heavy chance. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, my name is Jerry. Uh, I personally consider myself a hybrid of a nerd and a thug. And, <laughs> hey. you know, I, I believe you have to live life like a game, play hard and, you know, get on the field and, you know, live it full of action. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, we're excited that um, you guys are in the studio with us. We look forward to just kind of get, getting into deeper discussions just about life and just questions that we just would love to educate just our listeners and even ourselves about the trans community and even just the LGBT community, period. So I'm hoping to learn a lot. I, I mean, I've already kind of learned enough from Shanti in our chiropractic session because um, for those who don't know, um, doc, I call her Doxy. She's... Um, my chiropractor as well, so I just need an adjustment. Can That's you do it right nickname. now? Doxy. That's a sexy nickname. Um, yeah, so normally, uh, right after introduction, we uh, like to offer or we like to give the opportunity to our guest to see if they would ground us or just give a word of um, encouragement, whether it's in prayer or scripture or just anything that you guys feel like would help ground us and center us into a good headspace. So this is just however, in whatever form that you guys practice your spirituality or just. Now is this just for the people here or is it like. Yeah, it's for our listeners. It's for us. It's for whoever. So yeah, if you guys like that. Um, 
for me, it's just personal. Personally, uh, when I think uh, spiritual, I think of because I'm religious and I think of God, and I just think God is love, peace, and merciful, and we just need to practice that uh, spreading that love, peace, and merciful to every one of us, humankinds and animals as well, and plants. Just <laughs> be here with the earth, and mm. rather than, you know, hate or whatever, just just love each other. Nice. Um, as for me, I'd like to just say to everyone out there, you know, just I want to encourage you guys to just be yourselves. You know, if you don't be worried about being judged or people not liking you, if they don't like you mm. for who you are and whatever you feel comfortable with, then they're not worth your time. And, you know, as long as you're happy with yourself, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I love it. I just love like how you guys are holding hands as you guys are like right. sending out energy in okay. the universe. They forgot should... to mention we got there. There are co- we should just all. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it. It's turning into an orgy. <laughs> Lord, <Now you're> talking. <laughs> Everybody's sexy voices. I know. Shit. Thank you so much for just releasing that out there, and um, yeah, that's. I love it. Of like, course. Thank you. That's something both Danny Boy and I are just really big on, you know, just kind of like censoring and grounding and just getting, becoming one with, I, I love how you say, with with nature, becoming one with just our... Yourself. Yeah, yourself. And it's just, okay, I, what's this, all this footsies and it. holding it. hands is just so distracting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's put out the bottom, the t- below the table. Trying to get it in. So, <laughs> what's going on? Tom's here. Uh, so Chauncey, let me push your cord. <laughs> <laughs> let's get, let's do a live. People need to see the visual. Uh, <laughs> I can't with you. So, anyways, I have a question about you because you said you mentioned that you were religious, but we'll, well, I'll ask that later mm-hmm. on in our segment. Sure. But, um, yeah, wow, thank you so much for grounding us, guys. Thank you so much for grounding us, you two. I need, uh-huh. see, we, and this is, we're going to get into this too, because language is very important. And mm-hmm. I think um, I've been a person of habit to saying like, thanks guys. And Deep Boy has keep me ac- accountable and like, hey, you got, you got to, you cannot, you can't say that. Because, mm-hmm. Not everybody's a guy here. Yep. So <laughs> it's just, you know, language and, you Safe know. folks. The old fashioned. Uh-huh. Yeah, folks, yeah. y'all. y'all. You know, is, we're you... doing a 50 show here. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that's just, yeah, important just to be mindful. Yeah. This is our first time having a couple on the show. I know, right? And that's two, so true. And two uh, yeah. And two we only have one. Yeah, we're a package deal, it's special. Hey. Thanks okay. for having us. <laughs> See, look at that connection going on over there. <laughs> right? And uh, Chanti, you are Vietnamese, right? I am Vietnamese cool. mainly. Now, um, there's some Chinese and a bunch of other Asian stuff in me. <laughs> a bunch of, <laughs> just a, a mixture of Asian. A mixture of pretty much Asians in the Southeast area. So nice. I found that out from doing 23andMe. Oh, I was like, oh. oh. I actually got Hmong in me. I got a Thai in me. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. That's cool. Hey, that's cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jerry? I am white and Laos. However, I'm adopted from what I've been told. There's like Irish, Italian, German, and um, like a hint of actual Mexican in there, maybe. Mm. So that hint is coming <laughs> through strong. Yeah, right? must have, no. <laughs> it's only when I grow my hair a certain way they're like, "You look like you're Indian must or something." Yeah, he does. No, when I shave it, yeah, I look more Asian when I shave it. <laughs> but you know, 
He does look Mexican. Yeah, I thought he was Hispanic, Mexican. Sure. When I first you met him. You thought he was a papi. <laughs> yeah, actually I did. And <laughs> oh, I called papi this puppy. morning. He ah! called papi this morning. <laughs> In the car? <laughs> <laughs> well, was it in the bathroom? Because y'all took a while. Oh, this no, bathroom break, you should That change. was my uh, weight loss program. <laughs> hey, well, it works every well, time. Well, you used you to lose... be big? No, Jim. you lose five pounds, man. Oh, boy. Help us, Lord. Okay. <laughs> works every time. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. The best 10 seconds of his life, too. Just Bruh. go right perfect segue. <laughs> man. <laughs> All day, bro. <laughs> uh, I actually don't have no brother this week. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Oh, actually, my brother is that I finally went to see the doctor. Oh. Yeah, I've been having some knee trouble, y'all, and uh, shit, I've been having all kind of stuff, and I, I don't normally go to the doctor. I don't call the doctor or whatever, mm-hmm. and I've been saying I was gonna go for the longest. Um, but it was on a Tuesday when we was having our meeting. Remember Bex? Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was moving some shit around and my, my knee had been buckling for like the past two weeks. And so during the meeting, my knee buckled twice when I was moving around. I was like, fuck this, man. I gotta I gotta go see the doctor. So I left work early after that and um, the doctor, you know, I don't have a, a, a primary doctor set so I gotta do that. But they just prescribed me some uh, like uh, strong Advil <laughs> and they gave me a doctor's note to be off of work for the rest of the week That's so good. I was like cool I get to just chill and um and relax but I still got I had to, I had to take an x-ray and yeah. shit like that and they don't know you know what it is and also like part of it is like with the weight you know mm. so it's just like another reminder of gotta switch up the diet cause mm. you know I share with them I've been working out since January um, trying to make a lifestyle change that way, but the food, you know, I, I love my food, so <laughs> I gotta switch it up a little bit. But I'm glad I made it to the right. to the doctor. I'm gonna try to do as much as I can while I still have the insurance, you know. Mm. Well, if you like some help, come over. I'll take a look yeah, at you. Doctors in room. Oh yeah. Ooh. Hey, that's why a I'm chiropractor a... could help with ones. Honey, that's what I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, she I, does. Had, I had an issue for five years and two weeks with her and it's gone. Word? Yeah. Well, that's... What was that issue? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, acid reflux. Oh. And damn. I went to these other doctors. They had me take all these pills. And it wasn't working. I was taking more than the dose I was supposed to try to. It was so bad, and uh-huh. I thought I was stuck with it. And she's like, "Nah, here." Here's some uh, s- supplements. They're not they're holistic supplements, and then pop my back a couple of times, and for like two weeks, and it's gone. Yeah. Okay, Doc. Mm. So Doc. Doxy. Yeah, Doxy <laughs> Chauncey. She also does this thing, this emotion. What is it? The NET. NET, where it, you basically, technique. it's share please about it because she's done this on it's me like several times, and it, she's helped me release t- like certain certain paint like. I had a neck pain that I had no idea tied to an emotional um, distress. Yeah, distress that tied to finances, um. and I'm like, oh wow. And after um, Doxy, you know, just kind of helping me, just really just process that thought, you know, like we're able to kind of sit on it and release it. So, Word. so if you, oh. if you don't mind, share a little bit about what that is. Okay, so um, sure? NET is, um, well, I do several techniques. I do, um, as Jerry mentioned, nutritional. I also do uh, what Bex just said about uh, using emotional 
stress as in uh, understanding what's causing your physiological um, tension. Mm. So having you identify what that is, and you either work it out yourself or you could go seek for a professional help because right. I'm actually a body worker, so I don't deal with uh, mental issues. But um, that's something patients been complaining about. So there's a technique out there that I picked up that actually helps release attention, which helps release the stress and um, it basically empower you to live your life without pain. Right. So. Well. Finding that so with your knee, possibly I don't know if it's emotional, I don't know if it's nutritional, or it just is playing mechanical, which requires adjustment. So those are the three factors that we use to uh, see identified which one, or you might have all three of them. Right. I was gonna say it's probably mm-hmm. all three of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool to see how like we kind of discover like how our body works and it's how it's mm. tied to the mind because um, what she does is like she kind of what do muscle test yeah the muscle test where like she would have my arm out like this and then her arm would her hand would be on top of it and if like if what you would make she would make me put my hand mm-hmm. the other hand on wherever the pain is and then if my hand gets weak as she's like bringing up a, tr- a word like is if does it have to do with family finance and if it gets weak that's what it is Ooh, and it's crazy it's 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 cool yeah I tripped out <clears throat> you have to it's actually has so you can work with a big dude like me absolutely you can flip me <laughs> give me that uh my back <laughs> right well, we'll see what I can do with you but definitely we have to All look right. into that yeah but um I come by I'll take a look at you definitely yeah. set up an appointment yeah yeah he, so. work, he works for the county as well, so he's That's it? Well, yeah. Cover. They cover. <laughs> they do. Ooh. We take most insurance anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, the only true. ones that doesn't pay chiropractic, that is uh, pretty much Medi-Cal. Mm. Mm. But on that, you know, pretty much every insurance has chiropractic coverage. Yeah. For the most part, yes. Oh, nice. See, that was a nice little window that we did for CAC <laughs> chiropractor out there not. in Tennessee. I was just thinking that advertising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like a pitch there, but I was just sharing that. I mean, we were going to do it anyways, but we like to usually do it at the end. But yeah, thank you for sharing. and she just uh, Yeah. So uh, my bruh um, this week is, well, first I have to do it properly. I have to do it the right way. Bruh. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, well, my bruh. I don't know. It, it was a. It was a good, not so good week. Uh-huh. Um, I think. I've been in a place where I'm just like, uh, Indie Boy and I have had this discussion kind of off air. Is like, uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm thinking about venturing off to certain things and, and certain um, career paths and, um, which will require me to leave where I'm at now and. Um, that's gonna happen soon. So it's just been a lot of new, just kind of. I maybe it's just this place of finally accepting of, being accepting of the changes that are about to come, and yeah. So it's just been a little emotionally intense, but yeah, that's my bra. I'm kind of getting through it through my famous meditation. For those who follow me on social media, I'm like in this meditation space. So like. That's been helping me kind of like get through this whole like place of the unknown because I'm kind of like stuck stuck there, and I'm appreciative of that space because it's allowing me to really get back into a place of like 
practicing being creative in writing or being creative nice. in music. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's been good that it's been leading me back to those things that I used to do and love. So, yeah, but my breath has been a little, a little good and a little not so good. But, yeah, that's my breath. I'm glad you're taking care of yourself with doing that meditation class. Mm -hmm. And thank you for taking me with you to the... Thank you for coming out. To the one on Thursday. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta check out the Yeah, I wanna check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it was really dope. I've never been to a space like that. Really? They don't have any spaces like that um, on this side of town? They might, but I just never... I've never, like, seeked it out. Oh, okay, yeah. Never thought to go or anything like that. Usually, you know, you just think about... When people say meditate, you just meditate at home. Yeah, wherever you at I, I don't know there was a collective space that you could come to and just I had no idea either until I found um, the, the mood was set and everything too right? was all... <laughs> how was you how was your week Chauncey and Jerry for me it's um my bra <laughs> was bra. Bra. My bra release it <laughs> inhale exhale bra <gasps> bra <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually it's coming bra. to not your bra <laughs> <laughs> I do have my bras on me. <laughs> no, I, um, I last week was uh, tough for me yeah. having Jerry be away and um, working with my new staff aren't really on the same page, and I uh, have to start training them all over again and mm-hmm. being in practice for almost fourteen years now, and just have to start all over again is just. Um, and then learning the pro- no, pro- the program itself was really tough as well. But, you know, I realized that I took it upon myself and realized, you know, it's not their fault. It's actually my fault for not being able to learn the program prior to take mm-hmm. them on. And um, so also I look at as if I was not explaining well enough. And here I'm expecting them to be, you know, quick to pick up things and um, getting upset with that. So um, this kind of week, it seems like everything, once I took ownership of that, and I was like, you know, I'm going to work, spend more time with them and train them as well as train myself and have fun with that. Mm. And that seems to work out. And now they're like, they're, they're picking up and they've been very helpful. So, and then Jared comes back and... Um, I don't know if I need to share much about what he was away for a little while. We took a mandatory so, vacation. He took <laughs> <laughs> He did. Um, good thing there's no extension on that. So he's back okay, and now Yeah. So I'm I'm happy today. He just came back yesterday, so everything's working out this week. So nice. I was like that's that's relief for me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's what's up. Awesome. So come close. Um Yes. Yeah, so speaking of that, I'm gonna lead into my bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> you know, I I ended up having to take a <clears throat> vacation, not really by my choice. I took about like a a little bit over of a week vacation, and I I had limited contact with Chauncey, and you know, um, I, I tried to look on the bright side. I had a good self talk with myself, and uh, cause um. It just uh, there was a night where I couldn't sleep and I I was kind of stressed out like I want to sleep because otherwise you're just stuck in your head I'm just like fuck and then I'm like you know nobody's kind of reaching to me you know I, and then I kind of realized you know like nobody gives a fuck about me mm. and then I was just like well then what's the fucking point I, I kind of went to a dark place for a quick second like 
well, then what's the fucking point of me trying to, you know, keep everything legit and I should just go back to doing all the stuff I, I used to do and, or, you know, I shouldn't even try. What's the fucking point? It doesn't pay off. Right. And then, you know, uh, kind of borderline suicide thoughts for a second, but, <laughs> you know, uh, that's real. But then it's weird because, like, this voice came in on my head and it's like, well, then why don't you give a fuck about yourself? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, the, you know, it was like two conversations. It's like, well, why don't you give a fuck about yourself? Yeah. And I was just like, I should? And it's like, yeah. And I was just like, you know, you're right. And then, you know, and then I'm like, you know what? If I do that, then I should invest in the people I care about mm-hmm. and actually take a part in their life and really show that and show how much I care. And maybe then they'll start caring about me. I'm not. It's not like I'm selfish. I, I do a lot of. I was uh, brought up with the, uh, the people I hung around with was kind of ride or die. Look, dude gets out of pocket with you, we smash it on him. No, no hesitation. Mm-hmm. You know. And then like, you know, when I need help, where was you all at? Right. You know, but you call me, you know, I'll drop, I'll, I'll leave my job, everything, let's go handle. But then, like, when I need something dealt with, because my hands are tied, you know, and then I had to, had, yeah, and I had to handle it myself. Right. But it's different circumstances, different place, there's a lot more. Anyway, but my major, bro, was uh, that after that week vacation, I've been dealing <laughs> with some major house issues, and look, the landlord's an alcoholic. He's he, he's not the brightest tool in the shed. And then <laughs> the elevated basically, the way up. <laughs> I'm acting as property manager, but I wasn't there to to regulate because everybody in this household's kind of scared of me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I keep everything in line, and I'm never disrespectful. I just it's kind of like politic and look, man, this is what's going on. I don't get disrespectful. I just holler at him. But while I'm gone. Basically, and this is how the landlord, because he, he finally showed up after go, being MIA for like a month and a half. He's like, look, man, when you're gone, it's basically, hey, dad's not home. The kids are going to go wild. So, you know, I was getting, uh, Chauncey's getting text messages while I'm away talking about this is happening and they're doing this and that. And then it's just like, I'm hearing this. I'm like, look, I'm tired of this shit. Y'all going to fucking fall in line when I, when I pop up and we're going to fall in line or it's going to get <laughs> ugly. Straight up. But then like, because... I, I thought I was gonna have to handle this. I, I, I then I, I, you know, I come back from my vacation, and the landlord's home finally, and I'm like, well, about fucking time, you know. But it, it, everything I didn't, cause I'm like stressed, like I'm gonna have to go, you know, go check people. But he, he came home and everything got, si- yeah, everything <laughs> got situated. Like people really think I'm, I'm very nice and I talk proper, but. Trust me, if I really need to, I don't want to get into that, but I, I can, I used to box and do MMA, so let's just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay, I so see. Long, put people in line. Huh? <laughs> Talk yeah. about just one, one, one hitter quitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my hand's still messed up from the incident. <laughs> <laughs> can I share uh, something I on that note? Yes. Um, when, prior to him being gone, we actually were having issues of our own. Mm-hmm. A lot that the stress that I was having, of course, you know, with work, with personal, mm-hmm. and it's just, um, it's just that I the good part of the thing was I had to when he was away, I had to take a good look at myself as well, mm-hmm. and say, okay, how is this? How did this escalate it so bad? Um, and um, you know, it's easy to blame others, and of course, I would blame him other times. Like you just being this way, and you just need to um, be more open-minded or be more compassion. But then I started looking at myself. I was like, was I compassionate to him? Mm. And I realized, 
because I was expecting, and expectation is never good when you expect yeah. people to be the way that you want them to and yeah. just not allow them to be themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I, that's what I got. I got was that he, I was really expecting a lot out of him, and that's why it wasn't... I wasn't happy because my expectation wasn't working, and right. likewise with my uh, staff, <clears throat> and then it's likewise with myself. Mm. I was expecting a lot on myself as well. So we had talked, and I'm glad that uh, the little hiatus that he had uh, gave us both clear our heads. So mm. now he's back, and just everything's just fall in place when we had this possibility of love, love and. Uh, Affections and even it works for his house and it works for me and my business and myself. So it's um, when you let go of that expectations and um, you know, and you're just able to open up. Yeah. So there's beauty in, in both your reflections, mm-hmm. you know, because I think even for you to share, Jerry, about how like you were you felt really alone, you felt like you know, there was suicidal ideation. Like, a lot of folks can get to that point of, like, just feeling like, what's the point of uh, existing? What's the point of being good? What's the point of right. continuing on? Touch on that real quick. It goes back to, like, because I was adopted. I was left. It's abandonment right, right, issue. Right, right. There's yeah. a lot of shit that it's you're holding on to. <laughs> and the same with you. Doxy, can I call you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> soon, soon, like soon to be Doxy. Soon to be. <laughs> Sounds like, you know, like Trixie or something like that. You know, it's like a cute name. But even your reflection, you know, I think it takes a lot for an individual to just be like, yo, this relationship is not meeting my expectation. My staff's not meeting my expectation. But like to to flip the mirror and look at Mm. yourself, you know what I mean? Like and you both had that that moment. Um, I think that that's really beautiful. Right. Because it's in those moments where it's like Mm -hmm. we just leveled up in ourselves and in our walk in this life. Right. And. So it makes sense why all this lovey dovey, mm. all this lovey dovey tension <laughs> over here to the left. You've been nothing but making love since he got back. Okay. I mean, the hiatus a week, that's a long time. It's okay. I it's a week and a half. I was able to get back in shape. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. One of um, uh, Brene Brown, uh, she, she quoted, well, I quoted something from her. She speaks a lot about unmet expectations but one of the things that I remember saving in my phone was uh, she said reading grounds of offenses in relationships are unmet expectations reading grounds of unmet expectations are unexpressed expectations and okay <laughs> Brené Brown uh, you know I, I, love just, you, yeah, Brené Brown. She, I thought that was like you know because you spoke a lot about Chauncey I'm just gonna call you Doxy because I'm not used to calling you Chauncey <laughs> but um yeah uh, expectations have been like a big thing just of I've realized a lot about that um, in this whole meditation space you know that I've been going to and like they're big on like don't put expectations on people mm-hmm. stop doing that and even stop putting expectations on yourself because like there's a exactly. lot of self disappointment self like you know just a lot of self things that I deal with and I beat myself up with because of these um, unmet expectations mm-hmm. you know so it's like thank you for you know, highlighting that and just elaborating on that because that's pretty awesome. Thanks, Thanks so yeah. much. I want to just thank Jerry too because I think that that's something important that we um, yeah. have touched upon before, you know, in past episodes. It's just like how folks carry a lot of weight with them to the point of, you know, some folks 
seeing suicide all the way through. You yeah. know, and and suicide is a form of mental health and we're huge advocates for talking about that on this podcast. Um and a lot of the work that, you know, we do with the Pacific Under Initiative, one of our priorities is focusing on suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we can't save the world and can't save everybody, but like just talking about it and it's awareness. Yeah, and being open about how we feeling, you know, like we mm-hmm. all might have suicidal ideation at some point in time. We I all did. face. Mm-hmm. You did too, Doxy. Mm-hmm. See, like I did as well. I'm not sure about you, partner, but yeah. you too. You mm-hmm. know, like we all sitting here right now, mm-hmm. having had contemplated that at one point in time, and it's like what leads us to that point where we feel like we don't have anybody to talk to, and and I'm a big a big advocate as well for us developing a counter voice in our head because the negative one will mm-hmm. always be there, right? We're always right. going to talk ourselves down, talk shit to ourselves, make it seem like, you know, we're the victim when it's like you got to have that other voice that flips and be like, well, why not love yourself? Mm-hmm. Why not, you know, empower yourself, you know? So, yeah. big ups. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, guys. Because Brene Brown always ta- also talks about, like, just the importance of being vulnerable. Right, yeah. Right, and how to accept that because a lot of the time we weren't taught that it's okay to be vulnerable. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time we say we were taught that you have to be strong, you can't give up, you have to, which is great encouragement, but also it has to balance. You have to have your balance. And to touch on earlier what you mentioned, uh, Bex, was um, if we self out ourselves mm-hmm. all the time or having expectations and right. they're not met then we start thinking that we're not good enough right and yeah. we and it's that's how we go through life is that we're never good enough and then yeah. of course the self-esteem is going to drop and everything else then the depression is going to hit mm-hmm. so just you know just pat yourself in the back for the most part that you did something right and it might not be the best but you did it so yeah. move on yeah mm-hmm. all right guys forget all right y'all <laughs> Yes. Slap me. Like deep <laughs> You want to be all right, be like, all right, motherfuckers, check this out. Yeah. All right, y'all. Quick check. Check. That was self check. Is a now. All right, y'all. So um, let's just kind of segue in because like, our conversations are it's getting really deep and good. So I want to save for the chop it up. But I just want to just jump right into my ICU, our ICU. Mm -hmm. Uh, My ICU for this week uh, goes out to Pauline Williams. Pauline runs a Polynesian empowerment page called the Vision Board Official. Uh, The Vision Board is about leaving a legacy of manifestations that outlives people and will last from generation to generation. So the IG um, account that that she has, which is the Vision Board Official, um, it covers different topics each month. Like this is, like this month is um, covering LGBTQI plus, and um, many other topics as um, the months come by. But just for this month of June, she's covering LGBTQI because it's Pride Month. So like her page has been uh, really, really in- insightful because she would have like these. She would do these lives um, sessions with um, just, just. Uh, you know, folks from the LGBT community, and she would just be having like a Q and A, um, or PI. Yeah, PI. Yeah, but she would have these Q and As um, live, and it's just be awesome to kind of hear uh, stories. You know, 
mm-hmm. LGBT stories in our Pacific Island community. So, yeah. So my ICU goes out to you, Pauline. Great work. Thank you so much for even um, highlighting us as um, just, you know, a queer podcast because she's a great supporter of both the Danny boy and myself so we just really love what you're doing out there she's also from Salt Lake City Uh, she has a great story and um, yeah just Pauline thank you so much for what you do you are an uh, amazing activist and yeah just just to let you know I see you and great work that's awesome all right, Chauncey or Jerry, do you, uh, any of you have an ICU or would like to recognize anyone in the community or just a mentor or somebody that has made an impact in your life? Um, well, my ICU would go to recently, this is what I'm pressing to, is actually to, uh, to my mother who passed away beginning of the uh, year. And um, like I that. say, thank you. Um, as I was going through uh, my issues, my bra last week, <laughs> I actually, you know, I would talk to my mom, and um, I create, created an altar at home, and I, nice. Nice. I uh, burned some incense, and I talked to her, and I almost can feel her say, why don't you be more compassionate to people, compassionate to yourself, compassionate to your boyfriend, and I, I kind of almost sense it, you know, especially. I just sense that I was like, "Oh, mom, you are you, you really think I, you know, I'm, I don't know." It just came to mind that I need to be more compassionate. So I took it upon myself because I remember when she was alive, she used to tell me that, you know. <laughs> so it's like almost like a reminder to me, and because of that, I um, started looking at myself and switch my way of thinking. And in a way, it's almost like what we're saying with the the internal, uh, the the negative and the positive. So mm. I just got the positive uh, realization, and I was like, okay. Nice. So, but I I remember was talking to her. That's why I felt that. So, nice. I see you would go to my mom, and I forever love her. Yes, she's always in my heart. Absolutely. Nice. Thanks. So, um, as for me, mine's not as heartfelt. Kind of, but um, I want to say I see you to all the uh, creators of like anime out there because like mm. they really and insp- they don't. I don't think some of them realize that the storylines and stuff are just simple storylines. Like you know, the, there's a lot of underdogs. Like Naruto was like an underdog, or you know, everybody picked on him, and they inspire people to really be themselves or try to uh, overcome. And it's not just that. It, 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 people, like, uh, how long ago was it? Like, two, three weeks ago, we went to Fanime. And, you know, seeing all these people, like, dressed oh, up. Tight. and Fanime you know, was awesome, dude. But it's just, like, people are free to, like, express themselves. And it, and they, it, I really believe that, you know, certain people, you... I feel like, personally, my, I myself built my, my personality around certain characters, you know, mm. that are just, you know... They see, even though they're, like, these... They've been, like, rejected by society. I got picked on a lot growing up, you know. But, you know, they turned out to be, like, these crazy, like, badass, you know, fighters or whatever. Just, like, anime really inspires people just because, not just with the love stories, but the inspiration of overcoming when all odds are against you, you know. Or just uh, the fact of having supportive friends or just the storyline that they create and the action. It's just, it's, it's really inspiring, and I, I believe that anime is, like, one of the biggest things, you know, that really inspired me. Especially because anime, well, it's really big now, but before it was mainly for, like, 
in most nerds or you know people that were outcast or you know weren't very popular but it helped them find a find solace in themselves or something yeah so yeah. I, I really want to say you know to the anime creators out there i see as well as manga manga is pretty much like the comic book version of but you know mm-hmm. do you have any people. do you have any anime recommendations because a lot of my friends have um been talking about that and i'm like i want to get into it i just don't know oh you're missing out dude <laughs> that's what they say all the time and then some of my friends have said oh you might like this character this character just based off of like what they know about me and what i'm into so one of my number one favorites was but they've gone way far while i went on another vacation they went way far before i can even keep up <laughs> i left when they're in volume 22 they're fucking on volume or episode 500 and something oh, now damn. right one Piece was one of my biggest ones. One Piece is about a pirate crew. He eats a fruit. He's got some powers. He has a small crew. You know. <clears throat> but uh, One Piece, uh, Samurai Champlo is a really awesome one. It's an older anime, but it's really great. Uh-huh. These two samurais, they're completely different. One's all wild and crazy, and the other's just like quiet. and just They get into it, and they got to go on this journey. I didn't really like the way it ended. Well, I'm not going to spoil that for you, but the storyline, it's funny. It's cool. There's one point... I don't know this for you. They're like, what has what this bitch been talking about us the whole time? Uh-huh. You know, he's like, let's get in her diary. And this is in the Edo era of Japan, you know. <laughs> so uh, he's like, what's this bitch? And he picks up her diary. And he, uh, the other guy's like, what's it say? He's like, I can't read. So oh. he doesn't know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's all hyped up by her. He's like, oh. So it's funny, but it's a good action. Um, and then the third one is uh, only the first season of Sword Art Online. Okay. After that, they go on some other, I don't know what happened, but Sword Art Online was a really cool story. It's about, they get trapped in the video game world, uh-huh. and dude locks, everybody cannot, if they, they, they can't, if anybody tries to remove the headset, it's a virtual reality thing, but if they remove the headset, they're gonna die, and they're stuck in this game for like, what, like 30 years or something? Mm-hmm. And it, and it, the game, like if you die in the game, you die in real life. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's medieval, you know, they're fighting, and then people start getting, um, it's like anarchy. People form gangs and and, and guilds and, and people set people up and rob them and all that. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's a whole world. Yeah, it's a whole, it's awesome. a whole world. I really feel the passion. Yeah, <laughs> you see can see that. the total difference between Jeremy and I. He's very um, well. The thing we get along because we both love animation, even oh, though right, yeah. we're two different, um, almost two different worlds, but. It's also come down to to answer your question is like what uh, what is your kind of personality because every one of them have different personality you can because mm. you can watch something you're like okay character. not interested because I'm not interested in some of the stuff that he loves mm. and he's not interested in my character you know the the the, the stuff that I watch which ones and, are you interested in Doxy well I you know he mentioned Naruto Naruto is um, I remember. I, it's you know as a character who was um, an outcast, and I can relate to that um. growing up because being um, when I was younger, being a trans female, I was never a trans man. I was I just knew that I was different from everybody. Right. I just just didn't know how to communicate that. Mm, yeah. So, um, but I kept to myself, being that I'm raised Asians and Catholic, so I can't really express myself, so I kept myself, um, you know, away from, uh, became shy, basically, and the self-esteem kicked in, the low self-esteem. 
um, I can actually kind of see for Jerry, uh, the character, what happened with him, with uh, Naruto, was that he uh, basically, uh, the reason why he's an outcast is because he had, and I'm just going to let a little spoil this for you, but you kind of, this whole movie is about that. The uh, whole thing is he has a nine-tailed demon fox uh, basically um, trapped, trapped in him. him, was put in him by his own parents who tried to save the, the, uh, the, the world village. of their village uh -huh. because a uh, nine-tailed fox came by. So they had these powers. I mean, they, they were able to trap in their own kid. And then they both died afterwards. So everyone looked at him as a demon when all he is just a kid that wants to be loved and didn't have parents. Oh, shit. So that actually made me cry. That's hella deep. <laughs> it made me cry when I saw yeah. it, like him be alone and all his friends would just push him aside and make me feel like, you know, when I was growing up, there were times that I was felt, feeling right. really lonely. Like, no wonder why you resonate with that, right? Yeah. Because so, it's like you see a reflection mm -hmm. of yourself. Absolutely. So it's story. like based on what your personality is, the characters and the animations can actually relate to you, uh -huh. and you enjoy better. Uh -huh. And like, but of course, you know there are fun ones that I watch too. There's girly ones that I watch when he wouldn't watch. You know, <laughs> so uh, like I, I mean, the, when we say like it's big and huge, like there's a whole there's something there's for some, everybody. It's for everybody, That's even. I don't know about for seniors, but uh, it's pretty much for, you know, the, the new upcoming generations, so it's, it's huge for them. So they um, they can relate to that. And like Jerry was saying, that it's inspiring in a way. I mean, it's inspiring when they can actually see that there's a positive look mm. to that. And right. it, it does, they depict a good job on the characters being bullied and people can relate to, mm -hmm. but they also flip it over that that character become becomes a hero yeah. so That's and then awesome. it gives them hope yeah. so it's 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 hope to watch that even though it's animated it's it's little kid stuff but actually there's a storyline to it i really am gonna like check check out some animes just because i feel like i um i got into steven universe and you know just like being an adult and everything like that but watching steven universe it kind of touches upon story, like the same kind of storyline mm -hmm. where Steven Universe is actually a gem um, that his that his mother, who was like a diamond, um, made him to be, but it's actually her. It, there's a whole storyline to it. Mm -hmm. Are you all familiar with Steven Universe? I haven't, but I'm going to check that out. There might be some, you know, rip-off of anime there. I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm new to all the stuff, but... But uh, I Which, feel like storylines like that are really meaningful, just as like a filmmaker, mm -hmm. and you know we come from a culture of storytelling where it's like we can connect to those kind of things. And some folks think it might be childish because it's you know animated, but mm -hmm. no. Um, if I can throw in real quick too, the same thing for I said for the animators. I want to say for Stanley, I know we lost him this year, but I was oh, actually really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. He really inspired people too. Oh yeah, yeah. And he really wanted like an alternate universe because uh, mm. he created uh, Marvel and everything like that mm -hmm. in the 60s or was it before that? Mm. Or was it the 70s? I think it might have been the 60s. 60s, 70s, I know it was inspired no, by... No, it was 50s. 50s? Because um, back in the 50s, most of the superheroes were white, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well but, we weren't born back then. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> but I know that he did, you know, he did create an alternate universe where people were able to fight evil and 
But they yeah. go around and nobody appreciates them as a normal person. Right. You know, speaking on that, um, I love what I love about it. It's, he's the one who created um, the X-Men, correct? Yeah. Or X-Men. yeah. So I know um, what I find, and it's funny because I love the X-Men growing up. Love, love, like the characters, the mutants. And I often think ourselves as a LGBT community are the not even that, just people who are less fortunate or considered mutants because they've been looked at it differently or, you know, yeah, with a strange right. eyes. And I Oppressed. feel like, yeah, and at the same time, the we are like superheroes in our own way to right. like be able to stand up and, and share ourselves and being, you know, being, you know, even though there is a possibility of being, um, bashed or yeah. Yeah. right whatever so I that's how I relate myself yeah. to the X-Men well what a perfect perfect way to segue into our chop it up section you know I feel like we need to put a bookmark right there in the anime conversation because <laughs> I feel like yeah. that could have been a discussion in itself it ended it ended yeah. no need for the bookmark no we'll put a bookmark just just like some recommendations yeah but um yeah I think um thank you for kind of uh, segueing into that as far as bringing it back to your identity and like just r- really quick I kind of want to do like a a little s- just circle you know mm. of what going in a circle about like yeah and just pretty much share like who and uh, what we identify as okay like for me I'll start off I identify as a queer woman I'm a queer man queer dude <laughs> so I'm a um I'm a queer trans female mm-hmm and I am a pansexual male. Nice. Okay. Can so we define pansexual? Just I feel like there's folks who may not understand. Yeah. So for me, describe when I, I kind of was like, okay, that that makes sense for me. Is I pretty much will go into a relationship with whatever I feel like I can have a con- the conversation earlier connection with, you know, uh-huh. uh, and, and uh, whatever I'm more comfortable with doesn't matter if they're. I mean, to be honest, like uh, for me, like looks will attract first foremost. Usually, that's what it starts, and you learn they're an asshole. And you're like, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. But <laughs> well, and mainly, it doesn't really matter how someone looks. It's about how they are as a person. Mm-hmm. So, pansexual, I believe, is is mainly. It doesn't matter if it's he, she, it, they, they, them. them. You know, uh, whether they're big, small, whatever. As long as there's a good connection. That's what what I I really search for is a connection. Nice, you're attracted mm. to the connection. Yeah, thank you. That makes sense. And even I mean, Doxy, like when you say that you're a queer trans woman, like I say that to mainly because, um, of course, uh, transitioning to a female, uh, it's basically it's my uh, identity, my personality, but it's not because of the sexual thing. It's mm-hmm. not that I, but I, um, it's not that I want to change my sex mainly because I want to, for any sexual, you know, uh, pleasure, but it's just for the fact that I admit it identifies who I am. Uh, with that said, I also, well, I, I like to, um, I'm not straight, but I'm not, uh, uh, bi or, uh, um, I don't know. It's lesbian being, in, you know. <laughs> like so, you would never make out with a woman. I would never make out with a woman. Okay. Yeah, I would never be with a woman because I am always just in men and mainly men. Mm-hmm. And um, 
doesn't matter if they're bi or pan, as long as they're manly, even if they're gay, but if they're manly, which for the most part they call themselves like bi or something, right? But uh, when being you say family, manly, you're saying like masculine. Masculine, masculine rather than macho, cisgender men. Not necessarily cisgender. I could be a masculine trans man, mm. you know? So as long as they're like, that masculinity attracts me. Oh, could so, you ever be with a trans man? You know, I initially, before transitioning, I thought, what well, that's a female, you know, if they, but then as I am more exposed, which I only transitioned in two years now, um, I got into, Exploring, seeing there are other um, trans men, uh, you know, gender people, and some of the trans men very hot. I was mm. like, I was like, wow, got me drooling on that. <laughs> so I was like, no, yeah, true. you know, that that pops in the, you know, in my head. It's like, would I date them? Would right. I? But if they they sound, you know, masculine and with facial hair and nice chest and all that stuff. Um, even though they have a vagina, so if I was like, you know what? Like I say, I'm not about. Um, I guess I don't know. I just yeah. I find the masculinity is yeah. like to be attractive to me, and that's why I transitioned to to match because I'm feminine. I'm mm. super feminine. Before I transitioned, I was considered like the You're like extreme above gay, beyond feminine, <laughs> like next level <laughs> feminine. So I didn't know there's such a thing was trans trans uh, transitioning. I seen mm. those trans. Um, I guess tra- transgender is fairly new, because mm-hmm. growing up, I was like, if you're if you want to be female, you just transsexual or whatever, and um, being in the gay world uh, for twenty years or so. Um, there's negative connotation right. to trans yeah. people who transition, right. and it was pretty much frowned upon. And um, in fact, when I transitioned, I was on Grinder, and there was a kid. <laughs> I was, and there was a kid. I mean, I was single at that time, and there was a kid who was 18, and he just messaged me out of the blue because I'm, I, you know, he knew I'm a trans because I'm a trans. I said, hey, I am. And he just said, you're nasty. And I was like, what you mean? And I, I was like, why you, would you call me nasty? You don't even know me. Mm, He's yeah. like, why can't you speak a sex and stick with it? Mm. You know? I was like, so. There's ignorance wow. even within there the There are it, within the LGBT community. And you know what? In a way, I, I was really upset at the moment. But at the same time, I looked. I was like, hey, I used to be that way, too. I was yeah. ignorant myself being prior to transitioning. Because my friends usually often make friends how, as how feminine, feminine I was. They're like, Chauncey, you should just transition. And as a joke, as a like, degrading joke or whatever, it's not like encouragement. Right. So I used to take that in offense like, right. you know, when someone asked me that. But I know deep down I always want to be female. Right. Right. I just know that I couldn't be one because of right. the, the, the upbringing I have. What age did you discover that you wanted to be a female? Um, you know, that's a great question. I've been asking that all the time mm-hmm. and a lot of time. And I say the minute I can think and talk, I always want to be female. Mm. I don't know when that was, three years old, four years old, right. five years old, I don't know, but I never look at myself as being a boy. Um, even though I had the genitalia, I just hate it. I just hated it. I just right. wish I could cut it off, you know? Mm. Yeah. But after a while, you know, you just have to live with it and you feel like this is it. This is how life is and just have to deal with it. 
no, definitely. Thank you. Knowing that, knowing that as a through your throughout your whole life, where how was the treatment at home? Um, you know, it's funny. Um, growing up, I am I'm the youngest of ten, wow. and all my siblings they knew, of course, and my mom actually knew that I was uh, feminine. So they would dress me up in dress, uh, dresses and have me sing and dance as like a female. And the Asian culture, they sing, they're dancing. It's like with the, the fan dance and right. kind of mm-hmm. um, all like, almost like the hula hoop kind of dancing. So I was fine with that. And, of course, my nickname at that time, I thought, because we always have nicknames. Like um, they always name their you know, in the family, the youngest always have some sort of nicknames or somebody has a nickname. So the nickname were supposed to be deer and the, the term of endearment. And for me, it was faggot. Mm. So for me, growing up, I didn't see faggot as a bad word. Oh, wow. I'd never seen it as a bad word because I, that was my nickname, you know? Oh, so <laughs> That, that was, was my. A, that was a lot of folks' nickname too, but I don't know if it was a positive thing. <laughs> well, growing up, it's like you know, and I'm so used to hearing that you know we're you know how you, so I didn't see that as a bad thing until um, I was politically corrected by a friend of mine. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're not supposed to use that term among ourselves. You know, because yeah. I look, I was like, oh, there's a faggot over there, and he looked at me. And I was like, so offended. I'm yeah, like, I was like, what were you talking about? I'm used to that term. I'm like, I was called faggot. What do you mean? And so he said, he has to put me in check. So I, I got that, you know. But then I looked back. I was like, wow, was my siblings uh, really mean to me back then or what? You know? Right, right. So, and which are the ones that actually stay away from me while I transition? I don't know whether they're afraid. And, of course, people usually stay away because they're afraid of the unknown. And yeah. they're not... Um, open to uh, to love. That's why I say rather than educated, being educated, they're just not open to the concept. Yeah. And right. that was pretty upsetting to me when I trans- transitioned to see mm. some of my family members who uh, often tell me they love me, and you know, and now they're just stay away from me. And um, but it's okay, you know. Right, and I, yeah. I just take it as if they are not. Um, there yet so just give them time everyone has a journey yeah how from uh when you discovered that hey i identify as a woman and this Mm -hmm. is how i i want to live and this is what i choose to see myself as like how long did um from 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 under from knowing that to making the, the the decision to transition like how long did it take for you to get there like when you discovered like hey i want to be a I want to live my life as a woman. I I identify as a woman. That it was, take you like a, like a year later than a tra- into transition, um, or you know, it take a while. It actually took a while. Mm. I wanted to transition um, since I was in my early twenties, and we talked about suicidal earlier. It's um, growing up that I was told that if, uh, of course, my mom, I love her, and she's I still love her. There's nothing wrong with her. It's just the way she sees things everyone um think differently and of yeah. course uh, the upbringing became different um she often she knew i was feminine and of course there's in the Vietnamese community there's something called like saving phase afraid of the reputation would right. be bad yeah. so she would often she was told by her friends oh you're 
son is pretty feminine. I think he's gay. And she would come and tell me. She, she, of course, she was kind of embarrassed, but she knew at that time. And she knew that why I am the whole time, which later I, I found out when I actually had a heart-to-heart talk with her prior to me committed, trying to commit suicide. So she um, often tell me that if I find out you're gay, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to disown you. I'm going to, you know, all this harsh stuff. Which I look back, I was like, this is harsh, Mom. How can you tell me that you love me and yet you go and kill me if I can be myself? How then? So I resent her growing up. I never, I start distancing myself with her. And then everything, uh, when we start, when we spend time with uh, each other, I we always fight because I didn't know in the back of my head I was uh, resenting her. Right. Until I said, uh, so, but she caught me uh, prior to me wanting to commit suicide because I was like, um, I was going to think of doing that when I was 23, turning 23. I was like, you know what? If you want to take my life, let me take my life for you mm-hmm. on my birthday. I'm going to come out the same the day that I came in. But then um, there's rumors around um, the neighbors, the neighborhood that I am hanging out in the Castro. So then she came to me, she asked me, and I was like, you know, you know what, you're right, I am gay, and there's nothing I can do, this is what God made me. I can't change my mind, I can lie, I can definitely lie about it, and then live a, a life with deceptions, and you know, get married, whatever, and end up divorcing, having kids, And but I don't wanna do that to anybody. Right. Yeah. I just wanna, you know, to be honest and authentic to myself, and she told me, she's like, I do know about you. I mm. just, I love you unconditionally. I just want you to, I don't want to lose my son. Because at that time, there were a lot of gay bashing on the news. Mm. Uh, uh, Matthew Shepard was uh, beat up and, uh, you know, right. tied on a fence and ended up dying from the, the, the uh, dehydrations and, uh, you know, the pain that he was suffering. and. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was eating gay, uh, little kids uh, and all that stuff yeah. at that time. So my mom was just like, I don't want to lose my son. I'd rather Aww. you, I'd rather have my son than for you to be true to yourself and you don't, you don't, I won't have you. So I got that. So I didn't understand where she was coming from when she say all those things. And I got that afterwards. Then I was like, oh, okay. So, but then she's like, don't transition right now. Work on your doctor degree, and once you get to a certain place where you're comfortable, then, you know, so, which is two years ago. All right. I got to that point where yeah. I was like, it's time for me to make a, different, a change now, yeah. you know. That's wow. what's Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. You don't have to answer this, Doxy, but um, I just wanted to just kind of ask, it just out of pure curiosity, and even just kind of even educate and even share if I mean it's gonna be, it may be triggering. So if, let me know if it is. You don't have to answer it, but like, what are some of the fears that you live with as a trans woman? Um, currently, right now. Yeah. I have to say I'm really blessed, and um, I don't have any fear. Yeah, only, in if, a way, only I don't. If you have any. I'm trying to see if I do because that's very common. Because I've seen YouTube's where other part of the countries, if not states, um, or area in, in this, you know, uh, state itself or city, there are a lot of, there's still people who don't understand what LGBTs are, or just don't understand. So with um, 
without understanding, it creates fear. Yeah. And with fear, it creates, um, you know, violence or hatred because they don't know what they're, they're, they just want to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really feel like people should be um, taught love and compassion and, you know, just peace and just follow through. Just, just stick with that and just love their own family or just think of each other as a family as you, you know, so we can have this unity where there won't be any hatred. But then also, um, to I guess educate everyone, or you know everyone should go out there and just find a, a, a LGBT person and just be friend with and just get into the world and right. understand what's going on rather than thinking it's an abomination or it's against God's will or whatever it is that they're thinking, and they forgot that God teaches love, God didn't teach hate. So right. where did that hate come from? Yeah. So you know, and that's why it's upsetting to me when. People often say, um, you know, this is not God's will, and even in my family, you know. And I say, well, did God teach you to hate your own family? Exactly, yeah. Did did all of a sudden I become a devil or something, (laughs) you know? And then, you know, and and you knew me all my life. All of a sudden you knew this fact about me, and then you just changed your, like I lied to you or something, and then, you know, it's just that. I'm just being honest and be truthful. That's how we also being taught, is to be honest. I think you hit it on the money, though, with about people people who are afraid of the unknown, afraid of something that they're not used to. They can become violent. Uh, They can become ignorant. And something that I think about that I see a lot is that a lot of trans women are being murdered. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I definitely fear for the lives of um, our trans sisters as well as our trans brothers because mm-hmm. I have a family member who um, is a trans man. And we, we, we don't talk a lot, um, but I always just keep up with, with, his, uh, with his Facebook page just to see how he's doing and stuff like that. But I always just worry about him, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm ignorant. I don't know what life is like... Uh, as a trans man or a trans woman, trans but woman. I feel like I have more exposure to the lives of trans women. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really appreciate how you say that we all just need to practice love, right? We need to practice more compassion because that fear of the unknown could lead to destruction. Yep. All right. So... Do you mind if we ask some questions about how your transition, you know, how it was for you transitioning? Absolutely. And what exactly that looked like? Absolutely. Yeah. So at, did you just recently go through this transition? Because I, I remember I, I was did. At, the, and at the hospital and that was just the, the bottom surgery mm-hmm. that you did. How, how, long did. how long ago did you get the top surgery? Um, well, I'm now a post-op. And I um, let's go back a little bit, and just so there's anyone who are supporting, uh, or have family members and friends who are uh, think about transitioning and uh, finance is an issue, and that was exactly what's going on with me. Was uh, the reason why it took me so long, 20 years later, to transition when I first um, uh, uh, wanted to. That's 20 years ago. Um, it's because the finance not having the money. And of course, there's always fear of not being accepted. And, uh, 
you know, of course, hear and say things about, um, you know, your friends will leave you and your family will disown you, et cetera. And fortunately for me, that's not the case um, now that I transitioned. So um, I did a little research and I found that uh, I have other friends and then I asked around. It's like, how did you pay for this? How much did it cost if you wanted to go full transitioning? And uh, side note to that, full for me is complete for me is uh, getting my face to feminize, my voice to feminize, my breasts, uh, implants, and my vaginoplasty. Mm. Um, if I can get a butt implant, that would be awesome. But at this <laughs> point, um, I got all the other ones except for the, uh, you know, butt implant. Um, that's... <laughs> the butt implant to come. <laughs> that's a come. That's the Nicki Minaj. Or Kim Kardashian. But, um... Well, my boyfriend loves me for what I am, who I am now, but he's a, he's a butt guy, so that's the reason why I think that's yeah, a come. Yeah. It's all about the ass, ass, <laughs> ass, ass. <laughs> but um, I did have fear, lots of fear of all that, you know, not being loved or dis, uh, being disowned. But um, when you have to take a look at yourself, do you, you know, this is another question that, like, would you, what would you rather be? Uh, would you rather be true to yourself and not be loved by your fr friends and family? Um, or would you rather be, you know, like live a, a lie? And would you rather be loved by your friends and family and untrue to yourself? Right. Mm -hmm. And I had to, I, I got to this point where I was like, you know what? I have to be myself. Yeah. Nice. And um, you chose you. I chose me. But I wasn't choosing myself growing up because. Right. You know, I feel like the world is everyone around me. Mm. Yeah. So now I feel like the world is still around around me. Plus, me being myself. Okay. You know. So um, it's a uh, two years of uh, process with Kaiser. I discovered Kaiser. Everyone's telling me insurance now covers transitioning. What? Yes. Insurance. I thought you would have to go like no, somewhere. To like Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I okay, thought Kaiser. too. I thought too, too, all that. And that's why it's holding me back. It's like I don't have $100,000 to go over there and spend, you know, and come yeah. back a month later or become a female. And that's usually the stories I hear. Like people spend a big amount of money to get, you know, and be bandaged up for a month and come back and, mm -hmm. you know, looking all beautiful and everything. And I just didn't have the money. And um, um, so so I asked around and I found out the insurance covered, uh, covered a lot of insurance covered. Um, they're just different coverage. So you had to look into that. And uh, the one that uh, was really awesome, and it, it actually has a, a program of its own, is Kaiser in Oakland. Um, so I switched my insurance to Kaiser. But the protocol with transitioning is that they you have to take hormone, estrogen, and mm -hmm. whatever um, testosterone blockers or trans men, which I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm sure there's um, testosterone, you know, uh, pills or whatever they're taking yeah, they, have their own they have their own procedure right and I have to take for a year before I can get my operations but well, that's depends on the doctors too uh, right. I have my trico shave uh, which is uh, right. uh, the uh, Adam Apple reduction 
uh, pretty much four months into my hormone. For the bottom surgery and the breast would be a year of hormone after a year. Mm. So uh, voice was actually towards the end of my first year to get my voice operation. Uh, Kaiser covers all that. Now, each of those procedures wow. is like a $10,000 procedure, dollar procedure. $10,000? Mm-hmm. And you have to pay the premium and the copay. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, but Kaiser is amazing. Um, I'm, I'm not advertising Kaiser in a sense of like bringing in business, but I'm advertising in a sense of there is insurance out there that will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And they can actually, you can do low income as well. Even Medicare covers transitioning. Oh, wow. But it is just a long pro- process. It's a long process. But they would do it, and um, so That's they also awesome. want me to live as a female, and that was really tough for me initially. And there's a fear. It's like, okay, what if I come to work as you know, dressing up? Because I feel like I'm not a female yet. I still have mm-hmm. my male voice and my male features, and you know, and my still as feminine as I am, I still. Um, have the uh, uh, the male, organs. you know, sing it. The male organ or the male? The, well, definitely the, 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 the demeanor. The demeanor. The demeanor. Oh, gotcha. So, um, of course, which I was taught, because when I remember when I, was a, when I was growing up, my mom said you can't be gay or something, so you have to be more manly and act tough and, right, you play know, a role, huh? play a role. So I have to really stop being feminine and really try hard to be stiff. Right. So now that was like, it's been almost 40 years, so un- undo that. It's really hard to undo it, you know? Right. So, but um, again, I'm, I am naturally feminine, but there's still, there's male demeanors that I picked up over the years. So um, that is not hard. I mean, that is hard to hide, too. Now it's the opposite role, you know? <laughs> so that was, um, that's a fear of like being someone picked on, notice and would, uh, kicked me out of the club. Well, actually, one time I was um, not allowed to use Ross female's dressing room because, and I had wow. already dressed up as a female and everything, and she made me use a man's room to change. And I came in as a female, makeup and everything. Wow. And she didn't know that I was a male until I spoke with her. And oh. me and my, I guess I'm just gullible. <laughs> in my gullibility, I was just like, hey, so um, I'm a trans female in, you know, in the UK, you know, I'm going to try this on. And she's like, oh, what, you're a man? And I was like, well, you know, I'm transitioning. She's like, well, you have to use a man's uh, room. And this was like a year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, but I, I've been dressing up for, you know, uh, right. six months now or five months, six months. Yeah, and then right. she just... You know, and of course, I find out later on that that's against the law in California. If oh. someone's transitioning, they have to respect that and let them use the females. But um, so it is what it is. And I know that that had me realize that there's still people who are not, um, I want to say, educated about oh, what it is or ignorance. You know, it's just that they're, I don't blame them. They're not just, they're not exposed to. Yeah. So uh, without exposure, like how we didn't know that uh, insurance covers, you know, yeah. we just assume things. Without exposure, we just assume. Right, exactly. You know, what's, what's, you know, it's supposed to be. You know, what are we familiar with? So, um, you know, I just wish, and I think um, I mentioned to Ross and, 
I want. I just wish they educate their employees to to understand about the LGBT, yeah. um, mainly with the trans, because now everybody knows what gays and lesbians are. Mm-hmm. Now the next step is understanding that trans, and of course, um, I don't know if you're going to ask this question, but I kind of mentioned, I want to just share, there is a difference between cross-dressers and trans. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask that earlier mm-hmm. because um, I've been watching this show called Pose. Are you familiar with Pose? No, I um, it's a it's a show on FX that deals a lot with um, the LGBT community and the ballroom scene and um, more more so with like trans uh, women and what they endured during that you know just during that time mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the things that you shared especially with like being clocked right as like um, will you pass or will you not and also like how they you know people. And within the LGBT community, like gay men would, would um, would be very discriminatory towards trans women, right? Mm-hmm. And call them cross dressers, call them drag queens, and like even th- you know go as far as like to throw them out of the, their bars. Really, right? Things like that, and so I just wanted. And that's sad. Yeah, I just wanted mm-hmm. to like ask that question because I feel like they, you know. They're from the same community. They would refer to each other as like crossdressers, or, or um, even, like a really, dis- discriminatory word. Like mm. they use the word tranny, you know. So, mm. could you could you talk a little bit about? Sure. Um, prior to transitioning, and of course, I've been living a life, uh, a gay life, and which wasn't really my life because mm. I. I was not, um, I liked the gay environment where they're accepting of me being me, like being uh, a male with, uh, like a feminine male. Right. So I'm okay. But when I uh, start, you know, um, I didn't know about transitioning. I didn't think the one, when we talk about trans, we're like, we're, of course, we make fun of them. Mm-hmm. At that time, and all my gay friends still, you know, prior to my transition, they were still making fun of it. You know, we talk uh, like you, we don't. We won't get to a point where we kick them out, but we look at them, or but we don't let them be involved in our group. Mm. Kind of like just like um, just leave them. Like no, you can't sit with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they were like we. A friend of mine, Mark, he has a uh, friend who transitioned, so she stopped. He stopped calling her out to hang out with us, or you know. And um, kind of think about it now. We a, now that transition, he hasn't called me out, but I asked him. It's not about me transition. He still wants to hang out because we've been friends for like ten years. And um, he's like, no, it's just like now that you were in your straight world. So uh, I didn't think that you want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know. So I guess it all comes down to really. Um, really get into people's worlds and see what is it instead of assuming that he's hating or anything like that. I was so back when I was uh, gay, I just didn't know how to deal. I guess it all comes down, I don't know how to deal with a trance. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to, to how are you gay? Are you considered gay? Are you, are you cool with doing gay stuff? Or you just want to be with the, you know, the straight girls and do right. it, you know. So, uh, Part of that was like, okay, uh, now I have competition. Mm. You know, <laughs> can so. you explain, um, Doxy, just the 
the definition of pre-op and post-op? Sure. Uh, op means operation, mm -hmm. and usually uh, they refer to the, to the um, genitalia. The uh, you know um, pre-op is before you convert your uh, genitalia mm -hmm. to the from male organ to female, and you know post-op is when you after you got that removed. And when I say remove, it's not like everyone, a lot of the time, even myself before, I was like, oh, they just cut off the penis. Mm -hmm. And then how did they make the vagina? Did they just poke a hole through it? And they just, yeah. So basically, they are doing that. <laughs> they <laughs> they, they uh, cut up the, um, uh, the shaft, but they leave the, uh, the skin part. Mm -hmm. So they just uh, fillet. <laughs> the <beard>. Filet. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Well, of course, that's not a medical term I'm using. I'm just um, having fun with this, of course. But it's just making it light. Um, they actually removed the shaft, mm -hmm. and they, they uh, would leave the uh, glands, and they also leave the skin, and they drill. Uh, I don't know if they do it. Like I really I'm, I was always, if there's a video on YouTube, you can look it up, and they'll show you very graphic. And even the cartoon, uh, cartoon uh, the animated um, version of it is still very graphic, so I couldn't watch it. Oh, yeah. But oh, they, from what my doctor told me, because I asked him, I was like, what do you do? And he would actually uh, create a, an entrance uh, between the uh, bladder and the rectum. And that's where your vaginal line is. So they insert the skin back in, the, the shaft skin that was there. Um, and then, of course, they used the uh, gland to make a, a clit. And, of course, they removed the testes, and they leave the scrotums, and that would make the uh, vaginal, you know, the, the lips. <laughs> so, the lips. Yeah, the lips. Ew. <laughs> so that's what it came out to. So, and it's, yeah. uh, of course, it's it's... It becomes functional after six months. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I remember because um, I went to go visit Doxy after she um, her surgery, and uh, she the first thing she said was like, "I can't use my vagina for six months, so it's like I'm ready to use this now." So take it for a ride. <laughs> How'd you like it, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, Jerry, how was it for you? <laughs> it was great. I mean, we it it is technically used. Usable, before, you're not supposed to, but before so six months. So you broke months, the rules, huh? I did in three months. And then there's <laughs> three months. complication. No, I'm just a good talker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I tried it out in three months because uh, prior pre, uh, prior to that, um, the rule was you could do in three months, but then they find that people have... Uh, Structural damage. Damages. Right. So they recommend to... To go all the way to six months. Yeah. So we did it three months, and I started having some pain around structural pain, and I was like, okay, Jerry, maybe I shouldn't true. do this. This might be a stupid question. It, it most I likely just, will be. No, it's, it's just because I want to know. No, it's good. But it's like, good. so you're able to to get wet, right? Um, no, unfortunately I'm not. I had to lubricate myself. Okay. And it's just, I don't need a lot of lubes. I just need, like, just, you know, the little lube stuff that you get, uh, either free stuff, for, and you don't need that much, like a teaspoon of lube. Okay. Yeah, and that's not, but some, I was told, uh, prior to my transition, I was like, how would that work? I'm all concerned. And the guys that I talked to, they say that they have to put a lot of lubes on their females, mm. a lot. 
to make it, you know. So I don't think we use that much lubes, right? No. And then, uh, yeah, as long as we didn't, I didn't need that much lube, but I don't self, self-lubrication or anything, so. Yeah, but three months in, Doxy, I told you to wait six months. Let that, let, yeah, th- no. let your little sister heal. Well, she she didn't uh, mention that there's, there's, there's two, you explained to me there's two different surgeries, uh, you got the one where there is a possibility there's a different surgery where it can get naturally, was right, you said? Um, you know what, I'm sure there is, I've, I would just, I'm not, no, I don't remember saying, tell you that, but there are, um, I remember watching a, a talk show with, they have a panel of trans female up there, and they say, some of them say they're, they don't have a problem lubricating, yeah. and some of them even have female orgasm, I mean, I'm sorry, but ejaculation. And I was like, so I don't I don't want to ejaculate anymore. So do I have a problem there? So that's something I'm going to bring up to my doctor on the next visit. <laughs> do you have any um, regrets? No regrets. Um, when I picked this, when I chose to transition, because it's a lifelong dream, mm. and uh, actually for me, um, I was debating if I should transition because of the fear, um, you know, what the unknown would be once I transition, would I lose my family, would my mom, is she, she was everything to me, um, or would I be able to live and not being uh, an outcast or being hated or, you know, um, can I, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I felt trapped. Mm-hmm. I felt trapped for the most part because I, I can't be myself. I'm not myself. I'm living a lie in the male body, but the whole time mentally I feel like I'm a female. I need to like, I need to break out of the shell and fly or something. So um, I met someone, a trans female, she's in her 60s. She had just transitioned at the age of, you know, and uh, I met her in Hawaii at a gay bar, the hula bar, and she said, it's the best thing ever. You should do. But then she had money, so she transitioned with, you know, she said, just save money and transition. So she actually spent money. And I said, what, what's about? She said, just the freedom. Be yeah. free. Yeah. And I caught on to that. So for me, a life of being honest and free means everything to me. Even if I transition, and this is why I was thinking, that's why there's no going back for me. Um, if I able to live a life of a female and be match the identity that I have, yeah. uh, to, um, you know, it's like being let out of prison for a day and die the next day. I'm okay with that. Mm. I heard that. Yeah. yeah, but I've been fortunate that everyone around me to still cherish and love me because basically they know who I am. Yeah. 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 So I'm not. I don't change. It's just yeah. physically, I'm uh, transformed, but I haven't. You know, personally, I'm still the same person. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's up. Thanks. And that kind of um, gives like a a better definition of sexual identity and gender identity, because you know, like I think I'm. Those are two different. Yeah, things. you know, I think I've always. Soji. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Soji, understood. Gender identity. Sexual identity is um, who you go to bed with. And mm-hmm. gender identity is who you go to bed as, you know? So, and yeah. it's just like people don't really, I don't know if it's ignorance or for some, like for me, I didn't have that um, 
that is that education or that. I didn't either. So, We're right. all ignorant. Yeah. Right? This is like I'm fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> learning. You know, just not just with the trans in the trans community, but just the LGBTQIA community period like there's so many like with language Mm -hmm. like um and that's something i want to ask with you like how um like your pronouns are she her hers right correct uh i'm a hershey hershey okay um hershey hershey bar Bar. i actually Uh, got that from a trans support group crystal that she she actually quoted that i was like i like that i'm gonna start using that so i i am there's a trans community in uh, San Jose at their uh, Ramble Rack. I have, what's yeah. it? So um, they meet every other Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I came. I went and got my support because I didn't have any support. So I was looking up online and they say, come by for this. And I came by. And a lot of those people, um, they're really, um, they're just normal people who, right. for the most part, took time in the transition or, or have a fear and don't know which way, to, or they are even a trans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, th- um, your question earlier to me is like, when did I decide it or when did I realize? Yeah. A lot of the people, um, which surprising to me, because I thought you're just born with it and you know. A lot of people in their late, you know, uh, 40s or even, uh, you know, at whatever age they are, they're just curious if they are. And they're they're perplexed, and that really affects their um, life, their way of being, and their uh, um, their self esteem. You know, the confidence in living life. So they're basically hiding. Yeah. And then back to what I was thinking about the being X uh, Men mutants, how they just hide in the dark. Yeah. They're yeah. afraid to come out. And because they're afraid of being uh, ostracized or being, yeah. um, you know, rejected, yeah. or being beat up or being whatever, because and what I say, I'm I'm fortunate in the sense that I, I am feminine and I am. I was told I'm passable, mm. but not everyone's like me, right. and then this or is why I, I'm here mainly because I want to have a stand for the community. I want yeah. them to know that they're still human being. You know, yeah. so there's still people who are trying to live life. Yeah. You know, it's just that they dress a little different and they look a little different. Yeah. They don't look like the norm. Yeah. But just try to be in their world. Yeah. Okay, Jerry, do you when you when you guys go out, you both you and Shanti, like, do you um, I do you um, label her as like, this is my trans girlfriend or this is my girlfriend? Um, uh, it's it that's. How do I put this? I It depends on the crowd, to be honest. But also, I mainly just say, hey, this is my girlfriend. Because mm, partially yeah. just to make myself look good. But also, <laughs> you know, for her, is she wants to be identified as a female. Not right. a trans female. She wants to be identified as a female. And that's always I see her. Right. You know, I nice. always see. And, and my mom's like, you know, Chauncey's more girl than most girls than she is. So, <laughs> she, uh, and, you know, I, I honestly, I mean, I've. I've been through, I've been around the block a few times, <laughs> you know, and uh, a majority of the, my dates were cis females, and then I just kind of got into the trans community a little bit later, and I'm still kind of educating myself, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, uh, certain people, especially like I, once I, small world, I've met some people in the trans community that like, 
I had met online or whatever, and I'm like, holy shit, you know my roommate. How do you know my roommate? Oh, we went to college together first year. You know, I was like, what? And they had a picture of him and everything. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? But, uh, you know, when when I'm in certain LGBT or I, I know these people are accepting or they're cool, or even sometimes I'll throw it out there. I'm like, yeah, she's this is trans. But I'm like, hey, you can't tell, right? Right. <laughs> you know, she's, they're like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. I would have never guessed, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like to, like, I, I get it. I kind of kick out of like kind of shocking people, but at the same time, um, for for other instances, well, majority of the time, I just say, "Hey, this is my girlfriend." Right. Yeah, because I mean, that's how she wants to be identified. It's up to her if she wants to let them know, because you know, she doesn't want to. From what I get from her, she doesn't want anyone to know that she was ever male. So mm. unless she's trying to support the community, in the I sense. have to say something about that. That's um, I've disagree with that oh. um i'm sorry i never hide my identity as in because i but what is it what jared meant uh, what it is is um we do li- lead a normal life let's say we go to a park we hang out we do things and um he would <coughs> introduce me to friends or whoever like they like oh she's together yeah she's my girlfriend uh, but just a normal, just casually, she's my girlfriend, not to, like, you know, out me or anything. And I, don't feel, I feel for the most part, even though I have a stand for the community, I still want just, just to be normal. I'm not trying to attract attention or anything. It's like, oh, hi, y'all, I'm a trans female over here. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just me. So the whole point about transitioning is to be myself and not having to be questioned or asked mm. or have to go and announce myself to everybody and say, hey, I'm a trans female. Hey, I'm a trans female. If they think I'm a trans female, cool. They ask me, I say, yes, I am. Um, I don't hide the fact that I was uh, once a boy because I am proud of the fact that i gone through a life as a boy to actually see the difference of being a male versus a female. And on top of that, a lot of people don't re- recognize that our demeanor is basically um, altered by our hormone. Mm-hmm. Our hormone really makes a difference in our, our way of being, and it actually controls our behavior for the most part. And that's what I experienced. You know, mm-hmm. having a being um, high, strung with terrestrial, um, terrestrial, um, testosterone when I came and talk, versus have a you know. Um, now I, I'm fully, I have a lot of estrogen in me. So there is a difference in my way of being, my sensitivities and my, it's just different. I'm less aggressive. And I'm, <laughs> well, I am. So. Yeah, Jerry over there. Like, yeah. And I don't walk around, feel like, think about, oh, I need sex or something like that. You know, that's being a female. It's like, I don't, that's not even what I'm concerned about anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I was a male, it's like, you know, always have hard-ons and always, you know. <laughs> and it's just, I hated it. I really hated that. So I was like, I want to cut it off because it's interfering with my concentration. It's interfering with my day at work. Because I don't know if you, if there are the guys. Yeah, if the guys, <laughs> if you still have the test, you know. You, you, I probably could relate to that. It's like that's all you think mostly. As much as you don't want to think about it, mm. it's there to control you. Yeah. So, so that's what I got from having the uh, the two different worlds. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I have a quick question for you, Jerry. So, when I, I mean, I'm I'm ignorant to like pansexuality. I have a a good friend of mine. She's pansexual, um, but I think she is. 
into men and women, right? And so, does pansexual mean that you are attracted to... Like, it doesn't matter the gender of the individual. It's really just the connection. Or is it, like, there's specificities, like, the you consider the gender and the connection? Well, there's a... Uh, I'm going to touch base on another uh, gender... Or, um, what's it? Sex, sexual identity? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend that's sapiosexual, which is sapiosexual. Sapio, did I mispronounce it? Yeah. yeah. I know how it's spelled, but yeah. I just misread it. <laughs> no, okay, sapiosexual. Totally yeah, into they're the totally mind. into the mind. They they find intelligence attractive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So okay. For pansexual, I think it's not just intelligence, but it's more personality, and it could be with a trans female, trans male. You know, they could both be male, or they can both. One could be trans female or they can one can be trans male and it doesn't matter the gender or the gender identity it's the, the connection that that's what pansexual really is uh is there a physical connection too like you find someone attractive and you just go for that actually it's more physical than well for, right? for me okay I, I am pans but i, I mean like i said uh, uh, looks are the first like hey what's up like you know <laughs> but uh you know after even sometimes you know it's it's just a person you know um this is weird for me to say, but like my best friend, like I don't really find her attractive, but like, you know, honestly, if he, he was a chick, we probably would have married her. Like, I, I love that dude to death, but you know, I just can't, I couldn't do anything with him. It would just be weird, you know, but, uh, I, I do like really get along with him. So it's, it's, it's like a personal question. It doesn't really have to do with looks. It's just like who you get along with. But there, I, for me, I guess there has to be a, 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 a yeah, but also like, like yeah, a, uh, a, a woman. Yeah, well, I lean. Well, no, it could still be a guy, but I need. Oh. I have need you been with a guy? Does he have to yeah. have like feminine tendencies? Kind of, yeah. Okay. I, I, oh, that's okay. my like preference. How prefers okay. masculinity. Yeah, that's okay. my preference. Every it's it's rare. I've been with a couple masculine guys, but it's just not like I prefer to always be a top more than a bottom. So like. You know, I've only been a bottom a couple times, but I mean, it, right. it's all right, but it, I, I, I prefer to be the more dominant okay, type of Okay, so let's just stay right there because, again, not everyone knows what top and bottom means. So I don't know. I mean, we can all kind of probably go around and define it in our own way, but like, so you when want you me, say okay. top, what do you mean by top? I'm just going to go straight bottom, for yeah. the, 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 just be blunt and be vulgar as shit. Yeah. Top means, look, you're sucking my dick and I'm fucking your ass. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's where it's like. That's the answer she wanted. <laughs> yeah. Bottom is the, 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 on the, the other end where I'm, I'm sucking your dick and you're fucking my ass. And then there's versatile, which anything ball, pretty much goes. And actually, when I, cool. when I first got started like researching, kind of getting into the community and trying to understand, I looked it up. And, you know, it says most, most tops usually end up being versatile or bottom in, in, at the end of the day. Mm. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yeah. a total bottom. some bottoms though they'll be like especially for trans that haven't had um the bottom surgery that still have their male genitalia some of them get offended because they're like dude i don't want to top you why are you asking me i want to be a woman and i want to get you know topped i quit asking me to pipe you down really just want to top yeah Mm. it's really it's hard to see that's the sexual preference is so different right well they show that like Again, that show that I'm watching Pose, they, they they address that, like how there's one woman who's really unclockable and 
she has this dude who's got her up in a penthouse and sometimes he wants to play with her thing but she's like i don't that's the that's the bane of my existence mm-hmm. right like she don't want it I hate it yeah. Yeah. yeah i did not when i was with him i didn't when i still prior to my bottom surgery i didn't let him touch me I didn't, I did not. Oh, I was like, who, you know. Right. But towards the end, I was like, okay, you know, it's going to get removed. Let's go ahead and explore because um, at least I can live to say, yeah, I topped him. <laughs> <laughs> she was curious. You should, like, should be like, yeah, I'm his girlfriend, but I fucked him in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she wanted to do it. She's like, you know, I want to know what it feels like. Yeah, I did. I, I, I did. I want, so I got him. Wow. <laughs> I, I, honestly, hey, I, I I gotta say I'm very picky about who I let back there. So, hey, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what's getting uh, close to that time where we have to kind of close our conversation. Aww, okay. I feel like we've, you guys shared a lot of good stuff. And um, if I could toss yeah, in one more thing, please. on that, um, kind of on on that, the, with the thing is because trans are more seen as sexual objects than people. Mm. And that's something that I believe a top should be tossed in here. Like, like for example, before my, my girlfriend, she's not seen as a doctor. She's seen as just a trans that it's like more of a fetish. They're not seen as a doctor or a mother or a right. sister or, you know, they're that's seen true. as a sex toy. They're basically seen as, for lack of a better term, like a dildo or, or a pocket pussy, you know, like they're seen as just a, a sexual object instead of a person, an individual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, that's why there's a derogatory term for a lot of guys that you're a trans chaser, you know. Oh, a, a trans what? Trans, trans chaser. Because hmm. I've heard of chasers, or usually when you say chaser in the male sense, it's like guys who go after uh, bigger dudes. Right. Or some shit. And maybe it's not limited to that, right? They, like, yeah. they chase a specific thing. like a, their yeah, It's that their fetish. Yeah. And um, just to kind of get some clarification, what you know, if you don't mind me asking, what are your what pronouns do you go by? Oh, he and him. He and him. Okay. Yeah. I. You know what? I. I'm. I meant to ask that question because again, this is something that I really wanted to use this show to just really educate mm-hmm. and not only our listeners but even myself and just when when it comes to like language and pronouns and all Mm -hmm. that because that's not something that a normal Joe that lives at home, you know, will knows and they're not really when if they're not out there in the market in in the work field or in kind of like Mm -hmm. educational spaces, people are not really gonna know how to address them. Yeah, address, you know, anybody in the LGBT community. So like that's why I definitely wanted to use this time to really just kind of yeah. Speak on language, like before we close, if you guys don't I, mind. I actually had to address one of my friends because I'm like, hey, you know, you still got a beard going on, but just what do I call? I, I'm like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, like, because some get offended that you don't know what to call me. Obviously, I'm trying to be a female, you know, then, then it, it kind of hurts them. They take it personally, but like, I don't. So I, I'm very articulate. I'm like, hey, I don't want to disrespect you, but like, are you transitioning? Or are you just cross dressing? How do I. Right. So I don't cross any. Some people actually. There's another one we haven't brought up. There's a terminology non-binary. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. They're. That's a they them. Yeah. That's they them. Yeah. 
I, ca- yeah. I came across a couple of those, and that was really confusing to me, even because I'm, I'm trying to discover what transitioning is and what my pronoun, and I know my pronoun. I know right. I always want to be called she, her. Uh, but being called they, them, here in my, in my head, I was like, wait, there's only one of you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but that's how it's really get me. But I had to really be open-minded and respect that. I was like, it's that, that's what they are. That's what they yeah. want. But uh, I think at one point, when I was younger, I also wanted to call it day them because I didn't want to identify myself as gay because mm. I feel like I'm not gay. I didn't want to, but I'm not straight. Then, you know, I don't want to be called. So I kind of think maybe that's where the mindset is for bi- the uh, for binary. Is that they, they can lean towards like fem or mess. Non-binary. Right. So they, they, well, for the most part, I find they're, they're in their teenagers. They're mostly young. Folks, mm-hmm. because you know they're they're still discovering. Oh, so I've been there. I've been there. So I think that's what's going on. So I'm just gonna respect them. And I was like, you know what? Take your time. Decide whatever you want. If you want, because I don't. If you want to stay that way for the rest of your life, that's fine too. Right. And we just have to respect you and just make sure that you let us know. Because uh, yeah. the first thing we're trained or being human is that the language you say we're we're taught she her yeah. or him. We don't, you know, for singular individuals, yeah. so we don't call they. How and does them. your how, how does your dad address you? As, um, <laughs> as he you as his daughter. That's what no, he still calls. He's when he talks to other people in front of me. He would still call him, mm. he to me, and I had to remind him. And my dad is he has so much pride that he won't even correct himself. Mm. He won't like you know. And if my mom when she was she was around, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, she. You know, right. but then my dad's like, okay, you know, that's like, and he it's would talk school. about call me he again, and it's not like I know he's not intentional, right? But it's just that he won't make an effort to correct himself, right? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes yeah. it's like I just have to love him. Yeah, I just have to love him. I can't uh, hate him because it does for a trans uh, individual. Uh, being misgendered is very offensive. I mean, it's mm. hurting because we really try hard to live our life and be ourselves right. and still being reminded that you're we're not, you know, we're not what we who we are. And it's just sometimes it's really hard to like feeling that we're not being loved or being heard. Right. It's more or less like just not being heard, mm. and then hence the being disrespected or whatever but it's more it's just not being heard yeah yeah well we appreciate you one coming on the show and Mm. um for you have you didn't mention it on the show but like uh doxy is one of like our she's for the face of san jose she's one of the biggest one of our biggest advocates for the lgbt community so like we appreciate you for that and we Thank are you. excited to see just, you know, what we can do just collectively on our side of town because I keep trying to steal a lot of uh, the resources that Danny Boy has because he's very active out here, you know, the San Mateo Peninsula side. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, but thank you both very much for coming in and just kind of enlightening us and putting us up mm-hmm. on game and educating us and sharing your stories with us both and even with our listeners we definitely enjoyed you guys mm-hmm. you, you both we, we enjoyed y'all yeah any <laughs> last words before we get I'll, up out of here I'd like to say some acknowledgement first to my boyfriend Jerry and I just Aww. know that um, 
since the beginning, prior to my compl uh, transition, um, I just started at that time uh, just estrogen. I was on estrogen and dressed on up as a female. He loved me since then, and he mm -hmm. still loves me now, and he always sees me as a female in his eyes, and he never sees me any different. And I want to acknowledge him for that love, and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and I want to let him know that I also love him. And I appreciate him and uh, that he's here for me throughout Aww. the process. So without him, it's probably going to be tough. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just that knowing that he's here and I feel protected by him. And that's like I think every woman wants their men to be is the protecting of them. And right. um, I feel that I am able to live my life or be who I am with him by my side. And I want to acknowledge him and thank him for that. Okay. <laughs> and I do want to acknowledge y'all, uh, D-Boy and uh, Bex. I know being on creating this talk, and I appreciate for inviting us over. Um, you know, it, you get the um, you get the negative and the positive uh, thinkers out there mm. who can, you know, just turn or misunderstood the words or the intention that we have. And it's based on language and semantics out there as well. And mm. everyone's different. And just that you are, you know, perseverance. You continue doing what you believe in doing to help our LGBT communities as well as everyone else who's listening to this. I want to acknowledge you for taking a stance for this people, for your audience, and um, being here, making this happen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Doxy. Thank you, Doxy. Well, um, we... We usually end with a question when we close out. Um, so, um, how will you get? Will you all be taking care of yourselves for the rest of the week? And that's just a question that we normally close with. So we can just go in any order of like how we're going to take care of ourselves this week for the rest of the week. I'm gonna uh, add more greens to my diet. Uh, like work, bless your heart. Or vegetables. Try some vegetables. But yeah, just gonna add some more, more clean things clean. to my diet. Yeah, clean. start off small. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Have her cook for you. Huh? I said, have her cook for you. She'll put you on the. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll yeah. go for that too. Come by, I'll I'll, I'll help you. <laughs> I'm done. For me, I. Um, think what it is is right now uh, since Jerry's back from his uh, hiatus I <laughs> want to uh, really uh, spend quality loving time and get an understanding of where he is and how he is and what has he's been uh, mentally so I can be a part of his world rather than stuck in my world and mm -hmm. expecting him to be in my world when I'm not open to being his so that's where I, uh, for our relationship wise personally I do need to uh, get back to the gym and start working my ass. <laughs> wow. Hit those squats. Squats, right? It's a mayonnaise. Add some mayonnaise to your diet. Right, girl. <laughs> You know, I'm actually be wanting to get mayonnaise. Mayonnaise yeah. and hot sauce and just mix it and dip. You know, they had the, uh, at the clubs where they had, um, after the bars, you have the hot dog stands. Oh, oh yeah. And, you know, I realized I tried to make that at home with wrapped with bacons and fried uh -huh. and everything. It's, it's, something was missing. I realized it's missing many. 
So I'm going to start buying mayonnaise and go home making hot dogs, barbecues at my place. There you go. How about you, Jerry? For me... I want to try to maintain the workout I picked back up. You know, um, I my last IS I was doing like fifteen hundred push-ups a day. I'm not trying to go that far like I used to, but I at least want to go back to like a minimum of five hundred a day. You know, I used to be able to do five hundred push-ups in twenty minutes, and not those little short ones. I was doing full extensions. Uh, as for health, so uh, for that, um, for so for that I want to this week. I want to start maintaining a workout routine as well so for that for emotional you know i actually want to be more karen and i told chance that when i you know came back i'm like you know i'm, I'm gonna start really putting you first and trying to understand and uh put everything on the side and i want to help you know your business moving so you can be comfortable because i i told her you know what's in this relationship what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours so if your business is doing well that means my business isn't doing well you know if i'm not doing well then you're not doing well so mm. you know uh so also uh you know stabilizing my finances and uh i gotta go see if i still have a job <laughs> oh my god yeah yes please <laughs> but so that's that's pretty much what i'm gonna be doing for the week nice how about nice. you Paula? oh i will be practicing a thing called loving kindness again it's from this uh my meditation class and loving kindness is basically just being present you know one of the things that uh, they told us you know if you want to practice presence being present is Mm -hmm. like practice it in the shower first you know because you're literally without a phone nothing and you just got to be aware of what you're doing because i've realized after practicing this that i don't i'm not even consciously aware of like me just i'm just so used to grabbing the soap watching my body and my Mm -hmm. mind is up somewhere else you know and like, uh, just this morning when I took a shower, I was, like, picking up the soap, looking at it, washing my shoulder, going to my arm. Like, I'm saying this and just being present because my mind always wanders, especially in the shower. And they said, practice mindfulness and loving kindness in the mm. shower. So I've been doing that, and it's been doing wonders, and I am grateful for that. So, yeah, that's something that's I'm going to awesome. do for the rest of the week. So I'm excited. I'm going to try that. Yeah, you know, Thank being you present. That. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. This is uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you both very much for yeah. taking time out to come out here. Thanks for being on the show. Sharing your story. <laughs> and we just look forward to maybe having you guys on again for a different discussion. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Thank uh, you. Cool. All right, y'all. It's peace, love, and happiness. We are signing off. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by Suluwo Otomalatai and Audrey Awa. Thank you for your generous donation and continued support for this podcast. We appreciate y'all. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.